Welcome to Marriage Wars with your hosts, Monica and Elwood. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Marriage Wars. I'm your host, Elvin, and with me is my beautiful wife and co-host, Monica. Welcome back, everybody. So, you know, we were talking about our show and the different episodes. I think we, we have a total of 11 episodes that we've done, including like 12, including the, the introduction. So we, we were looking at the different topics, and one of the topics that we keep hearing feedback about and we keep hearing about different things is, is about the cultural differences. It and, really resonated with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people really found that topic to be something that they could really relate to. And, <clears throat> and they were they started having conversations with their significant others about their backgrounds and about their culture and things like that. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously for us it's international from that perspective. But I think even from a regional perspective, like you forget that there are such cultural differences even here within the United States. Yeah. So there are couples. From maybe, state to state. From state to state or someone who maybe grew up in the south versus up here in the northeast very different culture i mean you don't even have to go that far i mean even here in new don't jersey even right talk about jersey culture. We, we would like think about you know what we we a pork roll versus right taylor ham base yeah exactly that, all that's in just, one state we all can't in even one call state. it the same thing exactly you just divide the state it's in half and it's, it's, it's i agree it's taylor ham <laughs> we're both northerners pork, as you can tell but that's exactly it right so like you don't have to go that far from your hometown to kind of experience different things so even marrying somebody who grew up lived here who's families from the united states quote-unquote supposedly maybe you know they still experience some of those oh, cultural absolutely. backgrounds for sure you know so we, we were talking about like these things right because we talked a lot about family right and, and we I talk, think our family specifically, our family like specifically what we, expect, well, yeah. we experience and stuff like that so you know one of the things that we were talking about is how our culture has kind of impacted us and some of the things that we do and, and monica brought up an interesting topic he's denying it but he knows it's true what what go ahead so one of the things that she brought up was the fact that I, I can't be on a, on a, in a car with at least not having some background music and, on. Like he needs like music really going. Like I can drive from point A to point B, and I can be in a quiet car. Like, like, a not, not like a serial killer. Not like a serial killer. She's like a serial in, killer in, in pure in, silence. Elvin <laughs> thinks I was like sitting there plotting my next move to assassinate him. No, no, she's plotting how to um, make my life a living nightmare. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna do this to this mother. But Elvin grew up like his mom was always cl- like literally always. Sunday morning, cleaning the floor with music blasting. That's But just in general, there was always music playing in the house. There was always music in the car. So I don't even think he realized that he's like, <laughs> like impacted you, by you this. You think I'm programmed to, to have music? I think he's programmed. You know, I realize that even in the house. And if we are cleaning, inevitably he will turn on his phone and put on like the like the the speaker in the in the living room and start playing music. I'm like just happily cleaning through the house. Elvin needs it. Like it's almost like he has like some psychological training at this point. It's like <laughs> well, you know, I'm able I'm able to work longer and faster if I have music playing. So I guess that's for me that been like psychologically trained to work more efficiently when you have a little merengue going on. Anything it, for you. You don't yeah, care that's what true. is it. I, at I this listen point. to I listen to all kinds of music, but yeah. But I guess, you know, we We've been together long enough that I think some of the lines are a little blurred as to how much is cultural and then how much is just like who that other person is. Yeah. But yeah, there's a couple things in there where I'm like, oh, that's totally from your family. 
I don't know. I don't believe you. I mean, with the exception <laughs> of your inability to drink, like, unwillingness to drink coffee, which, given how everyone consumes espresso in obscene amounts in your family, I can't even imagine how you don't drink coffee. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know me, and you probably, I don't know if we've talked about that, I don't drink any coffee, and I literally try to stay away from everything that has caffeine, if at all possible. Yeah, and, uh, once in a while, I do indulge in a, in a Red Bull or two when I need it, because, you know, work is tiresome. But I don't drink any coffee, and my family looks at me like I'm crazy because they yeah, no. drink coffee three, four, five times a day. Yeah, Monica's family as well. They drink coffee all day. But coffee culture is strong, actually, in both of our cultures, right? In it Switzerland is. and Dominican Republic, coffee is like a staple. It's definitely like a social activity. Like coffee is a big deal. It is. It is. I mean, you know, you wake up in the morning, you have a cup of coffee with a piece of bread, and that's breakfast, right? Listen, when his mother traveled with us to Europe, her biggest concern. I'm not sure if we mentioned it. She legitimately brought coffee with her because she uh, was so worried. She, she not only brought a coffee, she brought a espresso maker, like a, like, a, a stovetop espresso maker. One of those, uh, because like, she was concerned ones. that coffee in Europe was going to be terrible, and she I'm was like, like, it's not going to be good we, enough. We thought we were going to take you to a third world country over here. We're taking you to Paris, but woman. She, she was she was armed <laughs> and when we saw her open her suitcase. Aside from having like granola bars, I didn't. Even, I don't know if she thought we were going camping. We don't know what was happening. <laughs> I don't know. But literally packed her coffee. That's how seriously this woman takes her yeah, coffee. Yeah, so, I mean, it, <clears throat> it, it is it is a cultural thing. It is something. But I don't. I don't drink any coffee. I don't. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I enjoy smelling the coffee, but I do not drink coffee. Because, number one, I don't like the taste. And in order for me to enjoy it, I have to add, like, 30 it's packets delicious. of sugar. Yeah, it would Just to even. enjoy it. So then uh, at that point. sugar with coffee it, or exactly. coffee with sugar. It's no, long, it's no longer healthy. Not that coffee is he- healthy to begin with. Because let me tell you, I, I tell my daughter all the time, coffee is a drug. I know Monica likes doesn't like that when I tell her that, but that's the reality. Coffee is a drug. And it's delicious. <laughs> it's a delicious drug, I guess. Yes. No, but we know that, like, obviously, it comes down to even, like, I think we joke about it, where iced tea, who even thought that iced tea was such a divisive, like, divisive topic, but for couples that maybe if someone grew up in a more Southern background and they grew yeah. up on sweet tea and, like, iced tea culture yeah. and they come up here and they're like, what is wrong with you people? You don't drink iced tea up here, which is not yeah. a thing. No, it's not. It really isn't. Like uh, in the South, yeah, <clears throat> nice iced tea and with, you know, nice cold iced tea. tea. And, and, uh, they drink iced tea like you would drink coffee. Just all, it was like yeah. mostly sugar. When we like in the south. summer, like in the summer, I, I guess it would be a nice refreshing drink. But you know, no, no, that's not something that we do here, right? It's it's different. And I could imagine how, it, I don't know if it would cause conflict, but it would cause a little friction sometimes if somebody wants somebody to kind of do something and they don't really do it that much or that often or whatever no i know i mean obviously we talked about food a little bit when we talked about just well i know we chatted about it when we were talking about trying to figure out what to eat for dinner but we did talk about it with our cultural differences early on when we first started dating meal planning in our house was challenging right so what i thought (laughs) would be like an appropriate meal because in our family like you would my, my parents would make anything from like odds and ends like very kind of it could be it wouldn't necessarily always be a hot meal per se. Like we could have a cold meal for dinner, yeah. which was completely unheard of for you. Nope. Nope. It was out of the The era of, of the charcuterie <laughs> board was not there, but back then like the charcuterie board. The charcuterie board. <laughs> we could very easily you could have like breads, cheeses, um, different cured meats, everything else. That could just be dinner. Now that's an appetizer. That's yeah. an appetizer. <laughs> All now, right. Elvin <laughs> is uh, has been and we say it, you know, thankfully. You know, his mom cooked every day. Yeah, right? Hot I was very lucky. Yeah, I was very lucky. I was lucky. You know, the thing is, uh, again, we were eating my mom out of a 
at a know, house and home. At a house and home. So there was never really any food at home that didn't wasn't cooked, right? Anything that was cooked that we can get our hands on was gone. So the only thing that was left is the things that wasn't that weren't cooked. Rice, beans, and meat, right? So my mom would come home and she would make rice, beans, and meats or whatever it was. And that's what we would have for dinner every single night. But I think, you know, it's funny. Like, we, we all hang on to certain things. Both of our families, if they were traveling back home, there's certain things we would indulge in. Uh, yeah. Or certain treats and different things. Like, there's just certain candies, cookies, things that have to come back home when we're going back to visit yeah. our respective countries. So, so, you know, I was very surprised to see because, uh, you know, anybody who has a Hispanic family who travels back to their country knows that you travel with luggage full of stuff to take down to whatever country you're from, right? So my mom literally, she's traveling in a couple of weeks and she already has two suitcases full of things that she's taking down. But they're not for her. They're not for her. No, they're for everybody else that she's going to give something to, you know, my my family members and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, extended friends, everything. So I was surprised when I was meeting Monica's parents and they were traveling and I'm like, why are you guys packing meat? They're like, well, we're taking meat to go or whatever or, or candy or chocolate or, you know, her aunt, Monica's aunt, for example, loves jelly bellies. Yeah, for whatever and, reason, you can't get jelly bellies. And you can't get jelly bellies over there, right? And they were packing like, I'm not talking about a little bag of jelly no, bellies. No, like a five pound We're talking about about five pound. And I'm like, who the fuck is going to eat five pounds of jelly bellies, right? And so it was for me, it was like, oh, Or look, tortilla chips. We take tortilla, tortilla chips. chips yeah. I've very honestly, we've taken all kinds of random things. Popcorn. I mean, now... Definitely different than it was like 20 years ago. There's so many more American products that are available overseas. Yeah. But for my family, like, there's just, like, do you have any wishes? They're like, yeah, Tostitos, chips, and salsa. I'm like, that's what you want (laughs) me to bring from the United States? Out of everything here, that's what you want. But, but, so, so, so for me, it was like, oh, wow, look, they do that too. There's not only my crazy family who packs luggage. No, that's universal. And I think it's every country, right? Every country does that, right? Every country is doing that. And it's one of those things where you're just like, Oh my god! I remember being so embarrassed all the time of all the random stuff that we'd be bring back home and then bring back over with us, like laundry detergent that we schlepped from Switzerland back over here. And, and some I'm, good laundry detergent. It's, it's good on the white. Elvin's been indoctrinated into the. <laughs> but yeah, I remember being just so like, oh god, this is so embarrassing. No one's like, no, this this is normal. I'm like, that's normal oh, in my house. This is not. This is not scary to you. He's like. No, if you want to see scary, come to my mom's. Like, come and see what happens when we pack things to take back to DR. I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe we're not so different after all. We're not so different after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's so, you know, and, and the thing is, as we grow together and apart, uh, maybe more together than apart, um, <laughs> you know, we, we get to kind of see how these things impact us, right? Um, so one of the things that Monica had to become really good at because she travels so often to Europe was she had to learn how to pack really well because she needed to make space I'm to an take stuff. Packer. She needed to make space for, you know, packing. Me? Not so much, right? My luggage was not really something that I had to worry about packing well, jelly we talked bellies. We about it during the travel episode. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The first time I saw Elvin pack, I was like, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> so, but so I didn't even realize that I had been like trained as you, a child you, to like, pack been trained to pack to make sure that there was enough room to take stuff back to, to the family members, right? Because I didn't have to worry about that. You know, we didn't have to do that. So there it was it was something that we kind of just, ah, you know, I never had to learn. I just throw everything in the bag and that's it. Literally just take it and throw it and that's it. As long as it closed, we were good. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it, they're, they're kind of different things. I mean, and it's as we kind of start to notice and especially now, one of the things that this podcast has kind of helped us do is 
we, we're starting to look at our lives and like not only the, the differences, but the similarities. How are things different, right? And, you know, we talked about like cooking right before, but there are so many different foods that are similar in so many so ways. So similar. You would never expect it. Yeah. And, you know, every time I, you know, learn a new dish or every time I discuss it, uh, you know, see a new something new. And I'm like, this reminds me of this dish or this reminds me of that. Like, like for example, one typical dish that we do in the Dominican Republic is we take, uh, you know, hard salami and we cook it um, basically in rings with onions, tomato sauce, all that. And we, and we make a nice sauce and a meal out of it. Right. Yeah, of course. And he goes to Switzerland and there we have a sausage, slightly smaller sausage yep. it's called an aquaburst. And we will cut it into so like cut it into circle slices and cook it in an onion sauce. Not a tomato base, but still very similar. And he's like, "This is basically the same thing." And I'm basically. like, "Yep, it's just our version of it." Yeah. So it's it's always interesting, and we, you know we're talking about thousands of miles apart, but yet the meals are so similar. We have a ground beef stew that's uh, yeah. so similar to like a Spanish uh, style picadillo. picadillo. Yeah, yep. if you guys know what picadillo is, it's a traditional Spanish dish where you have ground beef, potatoes, onions, garlic, and a bunch of other yeah, ingredients we don't in it. Potatoes in it, but very similar in style, right? Yeah. You know, we eat it with rice, they eat it with pasta, right? So. That is the great divide in our house, right? <laughs> I could eat pasta every single day. Elvin's like, pasta all tastes the same, you gotta eat rice. And I'm like, rice tastes the same? He's like, no, it doesn't. Rice tastes different uh, depending on yeah. how you make it. Yeah. Doesn't taste different to me. It's the same. No, only to you. I'm like, you can change the color of the rice most, and tell most me of the you world cook it differently. Eats, most of the world eats rice, not all of I the world eats pasta. I know we're outnumbered, but still, it's just so much better. But that's exactly it, right? So, yeah, food so is the divide, but sometimes food is what brings us together, right? Like, one of the things that really made it easy for me when I started to travel abroad was the food, right? And I think finding yeah, you things... you did well with the food. Yeah, and I think finding food that was comfort food, far from home, that reminded me of home was kind of like, oh, man, this is good. This is really what I needed right now. And it kind of, you know... There's you, a lot of hearty food yeah, in both of a culture. Yeah, and, like, you get, and you sometimes you get a little homesick, right, when yeah. you travel, especially if you travel for a long time. Um, so it's always nice to have those foods that remind you of home and of the beautiful things that, I, that you have. I mean, I thought our people were crazy about cheese until I realized the Dominicans legitimately take cheese and pan fry it. And I was like, okay, you're taking it to the next level. Uh, yeah, fry, like, no, salam, no. fry salami and cheese. That's cheese, uh, right there. Like, no, you guys serve literally a vat of cheese and we dunk bread into it. That still trumps fried cheese. Yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, we're committed. Fondue is, if you've never had fondue, it's an experience. I mean, it's delicious, but it's an experience. It's uh, a lot of cheese. It's a lot of cheese, and it's heavy. Like, yeah. as you're eating it, you need to you're drink like, a little bit. Yeah, as you're eating it, you're like, oh, man, this is delicious. And then you eat a little more, and it's like, oh, man, this is delicious. And then by the fourth or fifth bite, you're like... Ooh, wow, this is getting heavier and heavier uh, in my stomach. Elvin was always like, oh, we can't do fondue. I'm going to be hungry. I want like a real meal. There's no way I can just sit here and eat bread dumped in cheese. And then after like five, ten minutes, he's like, okay, I think the cheese won. You know what happens? Because, again, I wasn't accustomed to like eating slowly, right? Yeah. It was basically like we put a plate in front of you, bang, 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 you finished it, you went on. I was like a Marine, you know, because you but needed to. But that's another to. thing. Like, culturally, like, if you go to your house for, like, if you went to your house, not everyone's sitting at the, t at the table eating dinner no, at the same time. No. Maybe you ran to the kitchen, you got a plate, and you walked off, yep. and then you just kind of ate. Yeah, everybody kind of went like, their own way. I was never allowed to eat, not anywhere else but, like, a tape. Yeah, so that, I mean, that took a little bit kind of used to, right? Because it was like... When I was starting to date Monica and I was spending a little bit more time at her house, it was like, okay, it's dinner time. I was like, okay, yeah, we can go get our plate and come back and hang out. And it was like, no, everybody eats at the table. I'm like, what? 
And like every day. Every day. I was like, fuck, you like your family that much? <laughs> like, I mean, it was I, don't like my, I don't like my family at all. Maybe, I don't want to be <laughs> sitting Maybe you could have like a snack or something like in the living room or your bedroom. But there was no like you nah, ate it's every at one day. of the tables. And, you, and the thing is. Well, and fine. place settings and, and the whole but, bed. But it's not even about place setting, right? Because even, even when we did eat at the table, there was a TV right there. So we were all watching the TV. We were watching my mom's telenovela. But we were still watching something, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Here. There's Back nothing. To the silence, the There's silence. silence. Everybody's there just talking. talking, and I'm like, "What? You guys talk to each other? What yeah, is Elvin, going on in this house?" Elvin was very, very confused for a little while there. It took me a while. I was like, "Man, that's I, I'm running out of topics to talk to you people. Like, what am I going to come up with here?" Like, Elvin's like, "You're going to have to give me further advance notice before I have dinner with your family. I'm going to have to research appropriate yeah, topics. Get to some index cards ready. Like, have topics and answers to questions." Well, then also like wine, obviously, when we were traveling culturally, wine is part of most of our dinners. Yeah. Not always actually for you. I mean, yes, there was drinking, but not all, like not as casually no, no, as we no. did. No, I, drinking in my house with my family really only happened well, if like anything parties. on the weekend yeah. and our and, and parties. It didn't happen every Not day. Not like on a Tuesday. No, it didn't happen on a Friday Tuesday. So it was kind of weird to be like, do you want a glass of wine? I'm like, it's Tuesday. And the answer is yes. You do want a glass <laughs> of wine. I mean, my parents know Elvin and I are not big drinkers. They will no, offer, hey, no. do you want something? Yeah. And generally speaking, we're like, no, no, it's fine. We have to get up early tomorrow, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it is just very casual. Um, and Elvin was not accustomed, though. Granted, big party family in your yeah. side, like drinking. Like, not that you shied away from drinking, but it no, was more no, like no. there was a time and a place. Yeah, there had to be an occasion, right? There had to, like a Tuesday was not the occasion. But then for, again, a baby shower was the occasion, right? So when we had we're our We're celebrating life. I say all the time, whether I was there or not there, the baby shower would have been a party, right? It just it always to a be party. a giant party with a pregnant person, and the party would have been just as fun if I wasn't there. Every, like, it wasn't... Uh, it's a celebration for the husband, oh, yes. for his achievements, for those 30 seconds, he achieved something magical. Magical. <laughs> I had, like, a more traditional baby shower at my family's house um, that was, like, a baby shower brunch, and it was, like... You know, all the cutesy baby shower games and like more like brunch style and mimosas and just a little bit more stereotypical more baby girly. shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had the full on hundred person Dominican baby shower yeah. DJ open oh, bar. Yeah. And my parents were like, Oh, this is I mean, thankfully they knew the deal since the weddings and all the other parties, but um yeah, it was a little bit. It was a little challenging, yeah. Yeah, it well, was. A, I mean, we joked about it already. We haven't really talked too much about punctuality, but punctuality <laughs> has stained uh, many yeah. parts of our relationship. Yeah, yeah. I um, don't know if I caught him early and was able to, like, reprogram Elvin a little bit, but he was already <laughs> more punctual than the rest of his family. Always sure. have been. Always have been. I'm not sure he did, like, JRTC in high school. I'm not sure if it was like that, you know... I, I don't know what it is. Maybe like it was that military mindset at one point. Elvin's probably the most punctual person in his immediate family. Uh, yeah. Um, my family's freakishly punctual. My dad's all about like, you know, the Swiss railways, the train leaves at this time. <laughs> if you're not on the railway, we're leaving without you. And they will leave you. They would have they left will, me. They will leave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So early on, although Elvin later on, if he, but if he was depending on getting his mom to something with us oh, or him having God. to get to some players depending on his mother, my family would get really frustrated because Elvin was just always running late. So it became like a thing where we had to completely change and lie about all timelines of anything just yep. to ensure we could actually get to where we want to go on time. Well, and that that was only when, when my mom was involved. Uh, she's gotten when, better. She's gotten better. She's gotten better. But like... When it was me, I was able to get myself there on time, looking handsome and sexy as all hell. But if you have to depend on but anyone I, else. But if I had to depend on all on somebody else, then uh, it, it would be a challenge. Even my friend at the time, we couldn't get him to anywhere get anywhere on time. on time. Literally. It was like 40 minutes, an hour late to everything. I was like, damn, can you be any more Hispanic? Well, I went... <laughs> Even just not even in relationships. We had friends growing up of different cultures, right? Yeah. So, like, if my family wanted to go to the beach, they would wake me up at, like, 6, 7 in the morning. Like, all right, we're going to the beach. And we're gone and out of the house and wherever we need to be by, like, 7, 8 in the morning. And we spend, like, the whole day there and we'll come back in the early afternoon. Yep. Elvin's family is going to go to the lake and there's really noble intentions of getting up early. And somebody says, like, we're going to get up and leave at 6 or 7 in the morning. But it's, like, noon. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, 11. Yeah, I remember when Monica and I started dating, right? And the first time we they told her, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to go to the lake. We're going to leave around 8. And we're like, okay. Monica was at my house at, like, 7.30 in the morning. And I'm like, why are you here? And like, no, well, we're leaving, we're leaving at 8 o'clock. Eight. So I was, like, there in my bathing suit ready to go. My mom and dropped said, me off. And I said, okay, we're not leaving till like, 11. I was less than amused. I could have easily have slept because I was like, you know what? His whole family's going. Let me get my stuff together. And I was like, let me not park over there. So I'm like, hey, mom, can you drive me over there so I don't have to find parking? Yeah. Yep. Just sat in his living room for like two and a half hours. And everyone thought I was crazy for being on time. No, I'm going to still think you're crazy. Well, that's different. (laughs) uh, No, the struggle was real for a while. And then I ended up just having to adjust myself just a little bit. We did did print two different baby shower invitations with two different Different times. Wedding invitations. No, invitations for the wedding were the same. We just booked transportation to forcibly ensure people were there. So, so you know, it, it is something that's on our, our everyday life, right? We kind of just yeah. deal with it, and we we kind of have become accustomed to adjusting for some of the crazy. But it, it, it is it is challenging, and sometimes it does become I don't, I don't know, like I want to say like a conflict, not a, a conflict. It can be stressful at times. Stressful. Right? That's like, a it good just word becomes for that it. thing that you have to manage around. But like. We knew, and I mean, earlier on, you knew what it was. Like, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. It's not the way that I'm accustomed to. We're just going to have to deal with it. So I also had to know, like, I would, I don't want to say anxious, but I would get annoyed when things weren't on time or things weren't happening the way I would expect it. And that would lead to some, like, frustrations when I hung out with Elvin and his family and everybody because I'm like... All right, so, like, does anything ever start when it's supposed to start? No. Like, otherwise, I'm not going to come. I'm no. going to come, like, two hours later. Yep. Because I have no interest in just sitting here. And, and there's always still that one person. Like, the party's supposed to start at 8. It starts at 10. And then you always have that one aunt that shows up at midnight. I know that now, <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, so, wait. So, not only did the party start late, you showed up late to the lateness? I, I would ask stupid questions. Like, oh, like, oh, where maybe she was working. Or, and he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, but maybe he's like, no. He's like, she probably changed like 17 times before she came here. Probably when the party started, maybe then she started getting yeah. ready. He's like, there's no like valid excuse. That's just, that's That's who exactly, she is. yes, yeah. That's exactly who the person is. And then he would go to meet my family in Switzerland. And if it says be somewhere at six, by 5.30, 5.45, every single person in the parking lot of a restaurant waiting to go. Yeah. Everyone's like, you don't want to be the person that's late. Mm-mm. You definitely don't. The judgment don't. that's going to get passed. I know. 
I mean, listen, and, and I appreciate that. I'm that type of person. If you tell me to be there on time, I will be there on time. Actually, not on time. I'll be there early to make sure that I'm not inconveniencing. And we touched upon that. We talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah. I am that person, right? So don't invite me somewhere where you are not going to be there when I get there, right? So that's that's the way I kind of look at it. So it is kind of things that you have to adjust, get accustomed to. You have to get... But then the other stuff, I mean, like... I feel like what you said, the the comfort in, there's a lot of similarities. I think both yeah. of our cultures, they both like to feed and celebrate. They want people to be, like, they like and to drink, be, apparently. Yes, apparently. <laughs> but very hospitable. It's very much about yeah. prepare enough food. God forbid anybody runs out of food. Oh, but my God. I think on both sides of our family, it was trying to make the other person comfortable, making sure that there was something yeah. there for everybody to eat or drink. Like, that was just very... Yeah. That was a no, huge similarity. I mean, we, Monica, we talked about it back, back in the first episode when Monica met my family and they came to the party and they insisted that she had to have food. Oh, yeah. I mean, my me. grandmother literally made her a plate. My grandmother doesn't even make me a plate. <laughs> <laughs> I just know better now. Even after all these years, if one of his aunts or somebody asks me if I have a, want a coffee, the answer is yes. Because they will ask me again and I will eventually lose. So I just say, yeah. yes, absolutely have a coffee. So she, but they're just so hospitable. They're very, everyone's just, no, and that's the same thing. And I don't know? think, yeah, I don't think, you see, we don't, I think we're, we're lucky, both of us, from that perspective. We don't have any mean family members, right? Everybody's very nice to one another, and that, that's the one thing. You know, Monica's family has been very welcoming of me and my family. Yeah, we're and very fortunate. From the beginning, and, and I think that I don't know really, why they, I mean, it, they shouldn't I, like him. I mean, they should like me. You yeah, know, I yeah. came in looking all hot and sexy, and they were like, damn, Monica's so lucky to have him. <laughs> my family's not here to defend themselves. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't see Monica, but Monica was shaking her head as I was saying yeah. that. But, I, I, you know, when I when I came in, you know, I, I think, you know, and, and this is a testament to my mom, you know, I did come in with a lot of manners and respect, right? I think that's, that's and, and I think that was, that, that was very important. And, and the same for Monica, right? She came in, she was very respectful. I and did respectful have of her respective yeah, cultural exactly. differences, too. And I had set the expectation, right? Like, one of the things that I had told Monica was like, when you come in, you got to say hello to everybody. Like, like not as, not not in general, like it's a like, general no, wave. You got to come in and everybody gets a hug or a handshake and a kiss. That's what everybody's expecting. But actually, and we talk about it, my family, if we go to a gathering and somebody's kid or somebody's friend doesn't come say hi to everybody, they're like, oh. Yeah. Did you see so-and-so's girlfriend? She didn't even come say yeah, hi to everybody. What's wrong with her? They're yeah. talking shit. Yeah, we're talking shit. <laughs> so, you know, so I think that one of the reasons that our relationship worked was because our upbringing was similar in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was different in many, 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 many ways. But in, in Listen, some of them, you're important ways. We didn't even talk about the crazy stuff at the holidays. My first holiday is with Elvin. One, you know, we traditionally celebrate. Switzerland does Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. Elvin's family goes all in Christmas Eve. Yep. Um, which is fine. But even presents, right? So we did more traditional presents on Christmas Day. You actually, I mean, you started to Americanize a bit, but your family would do Christmas. Like you do some Christmas Eve presents. Um, yeah, not really. Uh, it was still a lot of Christmas. Um, you know, at the beginning, my family did mostly the, you know, the January uh, 6th. Oh, yeah, Three Kings, yeah. Three Kings Day. Um, that's really what a lot of my family yeah. did. Um, and I, Monica's family in Switzerland, that's where you celebrate. You don't exchange gifts on Christmas there is no Christmas. We do, on the other hand, put our shoes outside on St. Nicholas's Day. And if you're good, they leave um, treats, candy, and nuts and clementines yeah. in there. And if you're bad, they steal your shoes. Which I have a lot of questions about. <laughs> just, you know, the pro- the thing that I would do, though, what if if your kid put, puts out their shoe and it's one of their pairs that's, like, old and ugly and you want to throw them out? Yeah, you should take you, them away. You take but them away, but then you're giving them, our away, kids. giving them a <laughs> 
So it's kind of like a folklore story, kind of like a Krampus. Yeah. Um, his name is Schmutzli. And basically in Switzerland, the folklore goes that if you're bad, he comes to your house, takes you away in a burlap sack, and takes away your family and it's like a abducts great kid you. Story. But the problem is in some of these pictures, it's basically like you have nice Santa and like blackface Santa. And it's like very like in some of them, he has horns, like very Krampus like. And we legitimately scared the crap out of her kid about Schmutzli. Like she thought that on the 6th of December, if you put her shoes outside, that's it. She'd go to sleep. And either if she was being bad, I'm like, Schmutzli's going to take you. She's like, no, don't let him take me. And Elvin's like, I remember the horror in your mom's face. Like, why are you telling your (laughs) child this? I'm like, it's good for her. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. The psychological damage will work out in the end. It all shakes out in the end. But her, like I remember, and my parents are like so sweet about it and telling my mother-in-law the story. And she's looking at them like, what the hell is wrong with these people? I know. What do you mean you abduct your children? My mom's like, yeah, in the smaller towns, you can actually tell them and they'll take your kid for a little while just to really scare them. <laughs> yeah. You I can thought pay my somebody. mother-in-law was going to pass out. You can pay somebody to come and no, take your kid. No, 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 pay kid. them. It's free. It's free. Oh, I'm sorry. It's free. Like, <laughs> They'll come put your kid in a burlap so sap like and the take them away. in towns, you tell the town, like you register in the town, like almost like if you do nowadays, like when they do like the fire department yeah, yeah. drop around and you can bring a present to the fire department and you can put your address on it or whatever to try and facilitate, you know, Christmas magic. But in Switzerland, in the smaller towns, you're like, hey, when you come to my house, take little Johnny. Because, like, either you're going to bring a present or you're going to take my kid. And let me tell you, <laughs> little Johnny's going to behave after he's been abducted. I can uh, yeah. guarantee you. May or may not have some trauma. It may or may not may, require may some not, May not have some trauma. I mean, I but would then, make a fortune in so that yeah, country. a little different. But then I go to Elvin's house for New Year's. And beyond all the other things of, like, the fortunes and everything else... Out runs his grandmother and his mother at like one in the morning right after New Year's with suitcases and everything. And they're running <laughs> around the block. And I'm like, yeah. Elvin, what the F is going on? Yeah. So <laughs> so Hispanics have a, a like a And I'm not sure if it's all Hispanics or, or Dominicans. Or maybe but. Dominican. I don't know. So if you, at the, at the strike of midnight, if you take a bag, like a luggage or a suitcase, and you take a lap around. The house or the block the or block, something. Around the block. It would mean that you're going to travel that year. Insert me. I have no idea what's going on. They're all bolting for the door. They're, everyone has suitcases and backpacks. And I'm like, is there a fire? Where am I going? Should I be evacuating? And I'm like, Elvin, what the hell? And he's like, no, it's fine. His mom's like, come on, let's go. And she's like, I'm like, where am I going? I also got scolded because I didn't do all my laundry that day. Yes. I was not aware that if I had dirty laundry in my hamper... On the 31st, apparently my year was going to be cursed. Like, you should do all the laundry. So you enter into the new year. Didn't nobody tell you that? No, I was not aware. You also have to clean your house, too. Yeah, you have I'd to have a clean. One. You have to have a clean house too for the new year, so that way you have a clean house for the Swiss rest people, of the year. Not so much. I mean, Swiss people are generally <laughs> clean in general, but there was not like a specific instruction, like, "Hey, for, get yeah, this yeah, done." Yeah, you have to. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? So it, it, it's funny to hear those things, right? And, and I remember Monica was originally telling me this this story about Schmutzli, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And then my daughter was here, and she was misbehaving. I was like, Schmutzley's going to come get your ass. <laughs> I was like, she. Elvin was very quick to I was very, the I was, I was very quick to jump on board. I was like, she's going to take your ass, and then he's going to not bring you back. But sometimes, you know, you hear these things, and obviously, 
I guess for me, it didn't sound so crazy, but like we were in Switzerland during carnival or what almost like party car season Uh here. And I'm like, okay, Elvin, so we're going to get up up two in the morning and we're going to drive to this town and there's a parade at like three, four in the morning in the dark. Uh huh. And then we're going to go to the parade. And then once the parade is done, all the restaurants are open and then we're going to go eat this soup. And then everyone is drinking. And Elvin's like, for breakfast? I'm like, it's not really breakfast. It's like overnight. Like if you were up all night long, it'd be completely logical. He's like, but we're not up all night long we went to sleep and we got up and now we're gonna have soup and have wine like don't ask so many questions it's perfectly fine again a culture where wine is mostly accepted at all times of the day you know we're happy people yes there's i told you the swiss army knife has a corkscrew on it for good reason (laughs) (laughs) we are armed at all times god forbid you're in the middle of a war can't open a bottle of wine Ah! Listen, that's tragedy right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've got to be ready to go. you got to be ready to have that nice Bordeaux. Um, but yeah, after our last, you know, we when we had that first episode, we had so much fun with it because we heard so many things back. They're like, oh my God, I know it exactly. That's that's exactly what happened in my house. Or I, yeah. was, I was laughing as soon as I heard that because that's totally my family. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things that we heard about was the yellow outfit oh, from yes, a lot of people. The infamous baby outfit. <laughs> the baby, a lot of people came back to us and we're talking about that yellow outfit and they were dying about the yellow outfit and for Brianna. And everybody says it. And listen. All the different families have different, you know, either traditions, there's superstitions, there's all different things that kind of are like woven into the fabric mm-hmm. of culture. Yep. But for us, I mean, it's it's fun. I think it's really enriching. I think for our kid, you know, if you go into our fridge, yes, we'll probably have Dominican salami and they'll probably be like full on Swiss cheese and the other cabinet. Yep. Like, you know, she, we try to give her both sides of the culture as much as possible. And I can only imagine the the poor person that she ends up marrying is going to have to deal with all of this like intercultural baggage because oh, God it's, only knows. It's not baggage. I think. <laughs> no, there's baggage. <laughs> Schmutzley is baggage. Oh, I mean, that's therapeutic. That's going to be definitely something she's going to have to talk to a professional in the future about. You know, we're just simple people. We enjoy simple food people. and good times. <laughs> and expectations of behavior so we do a little you know excessive celebrating it's fine but you know and and, and the, that's what we love it right because it's not the same it's different and i mean yes there's similarities but we love the we love our differences because our differences expose us to different things that we're not accustomed to and it's always entertaining it's always good when monica goes to my family still she there's always new things that happens and always a new cousin to meet that she hasn't met i told you i'm still not done meeting family members it's amazing uh, and then going to her family is always new right um you know i get to learn different things meet different people learn a, a language that sounds completely crazy to me at times but it, it's always fun uh, so it, it is always a joy to kind of get to know that stuff but listen, we're we're so thankful you come you keep coming back to listen with us. We do want to keep hearing some stories. So if you have other really great cultural stories, put them in. We're gonna put some questions up. We wanna know what are your son like funny cultural differences you've experienced either with your friends or in your relationships. Just because, you know, this seems like a topic that everyone really it really, yeah, really definitely. strikes a chord with everyone. So we might come back to it again in the future yep. because we know it's like an endless topic, um, you know, for us. It definitely is. And if you haven't heard episode one, go you back, should go yeah. back and check it out. And if Even if you did, go back and check it out because I think there are things there that a lot of people, like we said, could relate to, uh, have a comment about. And if you do, go back and listen and you have a comment, definitely go to our Instagram page at Marriage Wars Podcast and send us a message. We definitely want to hear them. Follow 
us and uh, you know keep checking out and seeing new episodes if you have other suggestions for future topics drop them in our dm as well we're always looking at new topics that we can explore together so thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next round all right thank you guys The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Marriage Wars are those of Elvin, Monica, and their guests, and not necessarily those of the Maddie Ice Media Network.